Jimmy's Table. Hey everybody, you're listening to the Jimmy's Table podcast, jimmystable.com. I'm your host, Jimmy Humphrey, where I like to have conversations about faith, life, culture, and sometimes food. And today is episode 42 in which I am going to talk about the topic of whether or not God still speaks today. What do you think? Does God still speak today? And if so, what does it mean to say God still speaks today? And how does God speak today? Does he speak to us through a booming voice from the heavens? Does he speak to us through that small, still voice? Or something in between? Or not at all? A lot of debate in Christianity over the years to what extent that God still speaks today, if at all. And not every Christian would agree that God still speaks today. I personally hold the perspective and believe that God still speaks today. And I don't need any drugs. <laughs> uh, you know, I, I still believe that God speaks today and that he even speaks to me. Um, now, you might sit there and think, well, Jimmy, if you're claiming that God speaks to you, um, you know, you do need a psychiatric evaluation and you should probably uh, not drive uh, heavy motor vehicles or be taken seriously. But, you know, to that I would say, well, you know, not only does God speak to me, he speaks to you as well. <laughs> so if I'm crazy, you're crazy with me. Uh, and we can go all to the funny farm together. Maybe those men in those nice white coats will come to take us away. Ha ha, hee oh! <laughs> For those of you who know what song that is. Uh, anyway. Um, but, you know, recently, uh, Pastor John MacArthur out in California, who's pretty well known for his, I guess you could say, uh, what, what some would formally call a cessationist perspective, believing that, you know, God doesn't still speak today, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit aren't for today and that sort of stuff. Uh, he recently got a lot of attention on Twitter for saying, quote, if it's not in the 66 books of the Bible, God didn't say it. And, you know, I'm a little bit sympathetic to his perspective today, especially in an age in which you have a lot of people say, well, God told me. And having a Pentecostal background, charismatic background like I do, um, you know, I'm a little leery and raise my eyebrow anybody, anytime anybody says, well, God told me. Because uh, usually when you, somebody says, well, God told me, you're about to hear uh, something that's either uh, a little on the crazy side, um, as well-meaning and sincere as it might be, um, and perhaps even uh, just downright heretical. So in some ways, I kind of side with John MacArthur a little bit here in saying that if it's not in the 66 books of the Bible, God didn't say it. But, you know, I can't quite go to the places that John MacArthur goes with this doctrine. Uh, and I, if you were to ask me which doctrine was a little on the heretical side, whether it was those on the Pentecostal movement with the, the nice old church ladies who stand up and say, well, God told me, or, you know, whether... John MacArthur is the heretic here. Well, you know, I'm not much one to throw the word heretic around, but if I were going to pick a heretic here in the bunch, it would probably be John MacArthur. 
I'm just saying. <laughs> and, uh, you know, maybe you'll see why uh, throughout the rest of today's podcast in which I uh, address this qu- qu- question if whether or not God still speaks today. Um, but, you know, like MacArthur, I believe what 2 Timothy 3, 16 through 17 says that all scripture is God-breathed, that all scripture is inspired, and that's the infallible, authoritative word of God, uh, and that is sufficient for the training of men and women in righteousness and for the equipping of the saints. And like John MacArthur, I believe the canon of scripture to be closed and that nothing else should be added to it. Uh, nor could anything else be added to it. I believe scripture contains the faith once and for all handed down to the saints, as Jude 1.3 talks about, and that is for all generations from the time that verse was written to forever. I believe the scriptures are ultimately the measuring rod by which we judge all things as Christians. Um, it is the standard that all will ultimately be held to, And uh, whether you like what's in the Bible or not, it's in there. And uh, so we ultimately will have to give an account for everything that is in there one day. But in saying this, I don't mean then when talking about whether or not God still speaks today. I don't mean to agree or imply what John MacArthur and his groups uh, and friends often imply Um, that God somehow lost the ability to speak simply because the canon of Scripture is closed, or that his speaking today is limited pretty much to printed words that we read in the Bible. Indeed, I believe God still speaks today, and that he does so through numerous ways. Uh, And in today's podcast, I'm ultimately looking to examine the the four primary ways that I believe God still speaks today. Um, And even though I believe there are other ways that God speaks than these four ways, I believe these to be the primary uh, means by which God speaks to us today. Um, And that uh, anything outside of this would probably be a little bit more of the exception or nuanced form of uh, what I would say is the voice of God. Um, so with that said, let us begin. The first way that God speaks to us today, according to Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, God speaks to us through his son. Hebrews says that in the past, God has spoken in many different ways through the prophets. But in these last days, God has spoken to us through his son. So if you want to know what God sounds like, if you want to know what his voice sounds like, if you know, want to know what God has to say, the primary means by which we decipher the voice of God and understand what God is saying and the fullness of the revelation of everything that God has said um, from the past to this present day is ultimately through his son, Jesus Christ. Um But before going on, let me just state that I believe it's really important that we get this verse right in Hebrews 1, 1 through 2. Um, For failure to do so will cause us to misunderstand everything else on the subject matter of God speaking today. And some would even be so bold as to use this verse 
uh, in this passage of scripture to kind of bolster uh, the John MacArthur position um, and say that, you know, this verse clearly says that God is done speaking through prophetic type figures um, and that Jesus Christ uh, was the final person that God ultimately chose to speak through in such manners. But I believe such an interpretation ultimately ignores the fact that the entirety of the New Testament was written after Jesus and his earthly ministry. And that the New Testament itself recognizes much prophetic activity occurring after Christ, uh, including its the writing of the book of Hebrews. <laughs> and when the book of Hebrews was written in uh, chapter 1, verse 1 through 2, well, the author of Hebrews, whoever that is, uh, still had 13 more chapters to go. So if you are going to try to interject a cessationist interpretation of Hebrews 1, 1 through 2, I find that pretty hard to swallow because uh, in order to do so, you would pretty much have to say that once God was done speaking through Jesus, he spoke no more. Um, and that would discount the apostles uh, and the prophets uh, that we read about in the New Testament and their activities. So if you believe this verse to be true, um, and that it somehow is applying to uh, strictly Jesus, and that all voices after Jesus are not prophetic or even divinely inspired, and that God doesn't speak uh, somehow today, I believe you're missing the mark. And rather, a better interpretation than some sort of cessationist nonsense um, would ultimately lead us to see that in this passage of Scripture, it is saying that Jesus Christ, the divine Word of God made flesh, is indeed the full expression of everything that God has to say today. And whatever God says today to this world, whatever His voice sounds like, it ultimately sounds like, and he says it through Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the means by which God says everything. Uh, and Jesus is ultimately God's definitive statement and last word on anything and everything. And nothing in this world is said by God except through him. Second way I believe that God speaks to us today God speaks to us through Scripture. I believe the Scriptures are the divine record of God's redemptive story and His ultimate dealings with mankind. And through a variety of human authors over many different centuries, uh, under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, God moved men to tell that story. And their writings have been passed down and collected throughout the centuries and uh, a book that is known today as the Bible. And I believe that by carefully studying the scriptures, that we as Christians can better understand what God has to say to this world and what God is speaking to our unique human experiences, no matter what age we are living in. So God still speaks to us through the scriptures by simply closely examining his word and ultimately looking at the contemporary application for his word and our present society. And as we look into what God has said in the past, I believe that we can better understand what God is saying to us today. And as such, though the Bible was written a long time ago <laughs> and was finished about 1900 years ago, 
It is still, according to Hebrews 4, verse 12, a living and active word. And then it is sharper than any double-edged sword that has ever been forged and that it pierces through to our soul and divides it from the spirit and is even so precise as to separate the bone from the marrow. So I believe God speaks through the scripture um, and uh, that his word isn't just words printed on a book uh, with black and white or letters in red <laughs> uh, for, for the words of Christ. Um, but that word, even though uh, it was written once upon a time, um, back in the day of Jesus and the apostles and the prophets and, and Moses and all those folks, um, I believe that word is still living and active. Um, and it's going out into this world seeking to accomplish what God would have it to accomplish. Um, and I believe that is why to this day, as you read the Bible and carefully study the word, uh, that its words will sometimes just seem to really leap off the pages. Um, and that's why, you know, a preacher, when he picks up the word and, and carefully uh, takes you through it as a manner of expository preaching, as it's called, um, why it sometimes sounds like the preacher speaking to you. Uh, and the preacher speaking to you, not because he's just had some clever form of oratory and is just a really clever, smart guy and really knows how to speak, um, but because if he's carefully handing, handling the Word of God, the Word of Truth, um, and uh, applying it to himself and applying it to contemporary society and applying it to our lives, um, then through the miraculous... Um, means by which God has handed down the scriptures over the years, that those words still ultimately speak to us today. And we can hear God's voice through all of that. Third, I believe God speaks to us through the Holy Spirit. Ha! The Holy Ghost, as my tongue-talking Pentecostal brethren would say. Ha! Glory! <laughs> Uh, in the Bible, we read about how Jesus sent the Holy Spirit into the heart of all believers so that he could further guide the faithful, that, that we would not be left as orphans, that we would not be left alone, uh, that he would send another, a comforter, uh, he says. Um, and Jesus in John 16, 13 said that the Holy Spirit would, quote unquote, be sent to us to speak the truth for us and to hear and help us hear what Jesus is saying. So, the Holy Spirit is still speaking to us today, and He's ultimately helping us to hear what the Son of God has to say. Uh, and that Spirit has been given all, to all who profess a faith in Jesus Christ, uh, who have confessed Him as Lord, believed in Him to be raised from the dead, and uh, have committed their lives ultimately to Him. God still speaks to all of us as Christians. Um, as Jesus said, my sheep know my voice, and another they will not follow. Well, you know, if Jesus isn't still speaking today, then why are we both following everybody else all the time? <laughs> but because he's still speaking today, he's able to guide us, uh, and he's able to guide us through ultimately what he has to say through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, um, to help us put the gospel ultimately into practice in our daily lives um, and to be the faithful individuals that he has ultimately called us to be. Fourth, 
I believe that through the Holy Spirit, that God still speaks through the church. Through the aid of the Holy Spirit, I believe that God still speaks through other people uh, and the church as they make use ultimately of the spiritual gifts that God has given them in order to help all mankind not only better understand the gospel, but its implications for our lives. Jesus said in Acts chapter 1 verse 8 that uh, when he left and ascended to heaven that he would send the Holy Spirit who would empower us. Uh, I w- you will receive power, Jesus promised uh, his followers, um, to ultimately share the gospel and help build up and edify the church. So when Jesus ascended into heaven, um, he poured out that Holy Spirit, just as he promised, into the life of the church. And as a result of that, he gave special spiritual gifts to all who believe. And this is laid out clearly, I believe, in 1 Corinthians chapters 11, 12, 13, and Ephesians 4, verses 1 through 16, in which this is described out in great detail. I would highly encourage you to read those passages, in which it describes that as Christians that we all have unique God-given gifts, supernaturally given gifts that the Lord himself has given each member of the church as the body of Christ, and that we are all ultimately responsible and gifted in some way to contribute to the strengthening of one another up, helping build one another up, and grow in our faith and knowledge and understanding of the Lord. And I ultimately believe that this this growing, this equipping, this becoming the people God would have us to become cannot happen apart from the gifts of the Holy Spirit that God gave the body of Christ. We need the scriptures. Yes, the scriptures are sufficient to equip a man, uh, just as we read about earlier in, uh, I believe it was Timothy, you know, to, to be a mature man, to, to grow up, to be equipped for, in righteousness and all that fun stuff. Um, but, you know, that doesn't happen in a vacuum. That doesn't happen just because you picked up the Bible and read. Um, if that was the case, if all we needed was a printed word on the scriptures, well, the Lord would have just handed out Bibles to everybody. Um, but the truth of the matter is, um, it takes a little bit more than just handing out Bibles to help individuals become uh, mature Christians. Our faith is not one that's simply read in a book. Our faith is something that is both taught and caught. Uh, it is something that we learn by example and demonstrate to others. And that demonstration uh, in our lives and that teaching of it to others through our lo- in our lives is through the work of the Holy Spirit in us that equips us to be able to do that. Um, and I believe, as it makes clear in Ephesians or in, and Corinthians, that some of these gifts um, that the Lord gave are vocal gifts, and they're gifts that come as a inspired divine utterance by which God still speaks to us uh, and through others. And such gifts include, you know, maybe less controversial ones like gifts of teaching and evangelism, exhortation, words of wisdom and knowledge and things of that nature. But I believe, ha, as a card-carrying tongue-talking, spirit-filled Pentecostal, (laughs) Uh, that gifts like prophecy and tongues and interpretation of tongues uh, as part of that complete package, just as we read about in Corinthians and Ephesians. 
I believe that those gifts are still alive and active today, and they exist, and they've never ceased to exist, contrary to the opinion of some, um, because ultimately they have a purpose for which the Lord gave them, and those purposes are still needed today, and nothing, 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 not, in, not even including the completion of the canon of the scripture, nothing has happened in the past 2,000 years to change the fact that Jesus Christ ascended into heaven and he poured out the Holy Spirit on his disciples and that he gave gifts to men and that those gifts exist in order that we might build one up another in the holy faith uh, and to strengthen one another, to exhort one another, to encourage one another um, and that we do that today um, since 2,000 years ago through teaching, through evangelism, ex exhortation, wisdom, knowledge, prophecy, tongues, and interpretation of tongues. And nothing's changed in 2,000 years to change the need for those gifts. So I believe they're still active today and that God still speaks to us today through all those gifts just as he always has. And so long as Jesus Christ is sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven, we will continue to need those gifts. And those gifts won't cease until Jesus Christ is no longer sitting at the right hand of the Father in heaven. Or in other words, when he returns. So how about then, kind of as a sidebar topic, those controversial gifts of the Spirit? Because tongues and prophecy, ha, glory. Uh, <laughs> uh, you know, those, uh, those gifts can be kind of uh, controversial. John MacArthur definitely doesn't believe that uh, the gift of tongues and gifts of prophecies are still around today. And, you know, I'm only going to, let me just say, I'm only going to briefly touch on this. Uh, because this could be a really long podcast in and of itself. And I'm not sitting here looking to, to uh, give a full podcast uh, on the gifts of the Holy Spirit and what they are and all the intricacies and all their inner workings and what tongues look like, what prophecy looks like, and interpretation. I, I this isn't that podcast. Maybe that maybe that'll be a, a podcast episode in the future. If I you know get enough people feedback, you know, give me feedback. Jimmy at jimmystable.com if you want to email me. Uh, maybe I'll venture out to that topic on another day should enough people demand it. Or if you'd like to talk to me over coffee about it, I'd be more than happy to sit down and, and uh, show some things to you from the scriptures. Um, but uh, that's not today. But I will say, kind of as an addendum, um, you know, to kind of just briefly address this. And all I want to say on the issue of tongues and prophecy, that, uh, you know, some people say that it's often said of the gifts of the Holy Spirit, such as speaking in tongues and prophecy, were, were only, quote-unquote, sign gifts that ceased with the deaths of the apostles and the completion of Scripture. Um, and it is true that these gifts did have a sign-like sign function to them. And the scriptures talk about such things. You know, they, they, they do talk about how these powerful demonstrations of the Spirit were used to more or less validate the preaching and teaching that Jesus Christ had risen from the dead. Um, however, with that said, to limit the purpose of Gifts like tongues and prophecy uh, and interpretation of tongues and things like that to merely as gifts for signs and wonders or to say, well, we just needed those gifts to write the Bible. Well, 
That is a categorical, complete misinterpretation of the broader purpose that the church has and needs for these gifts and how they actually functioned in the first century and what we read about them in the Bible uh, and what we read about it even beyond the first century. These weren't simply tongues and prophecies and interpretation of tongues. These weren't simply sign gifts, as some people say. And I reject such an interpretation as uh, intellectually shallow <laughs> and frankly just a lie. Um, and it's a complete uh, rejection and ignor willful ignorance, I believe, by some people. Um, they, they, they hear that word, sign gifts, and they latch on to that. Uh, and they pretty much totally ignore um, what the rest of the witness of Scripture and church history has to say about such things. But these weren't merely sign gifts, even though they had that purpose. But rather, as we read about again in Corinthians and Ephesians, these gifts ultimately were the purpose of empowering the early church to do the work of the Lord, for the building up of the saints, for edifying, for equipping and strengthening of the church, and to relegate their purpose merely to the first century of the life of the church, I believe only has resulted in a permanent handicapping of the church and her broader mission as we reject different parts of the body and do exactly as the Apostle Paul warned about and say, I have no need of you. <laughs> uh, and we've done that with the gifts of the Spirit. We, we've declared some of them that we have no need of you anymore, even though, in fact, we do. And we will, so long as Jesus Christ sits at the right hand of the Father in heaven, and so long as we have need of the Holy Spirit and our involvement in our lives today. So I don't believe the gifts of the Spirit just existed for the sole purpose of authenticating the gospel me message in itself in some sort of enlightenment and objective 17th, 18th century sort of demand, <laughs> like we read back into the scriptures, like they were asking these things back then. Um, but rather, the gifts of the Spirit simply exist ultimately broadly, to aid all believers and their maturity and conforming to the image of Christ. And such gifts include tongues and interpretation of tongues and prophetic utterances. In conclusion, I just kind of want to say, yes, I believe God is still speaking today. And I believe more than ever that this world is in desperate need to hear from him. And best of all, I believe God is still speaking to this world and that he's doing so through Jesus Christ, his son, and the preaching of the gospel message. And that Jesus Christ is ultimately God's definitive word for today. And Jesus Christ is ultimately what God has to say to every single one of us. So the question to me isn't so much, does God still speak today? Rather, the question is simply this, do we have ears to hear what God is saying? And as Jesus frequently said in the Gospels, he who has ears, let him hear. It's not such a freaky thing, folks, to, to hear from God. <laughs> it's not some sort of psychotic episode that you're having. I believe that we can all hear from God, that we can hear from God through his Son, through the scriptures, through the Holy Spirit, and through the active work of the gifts of the Holy Spirit through the church. And these are the primary ways in which God still speaks to us today. We just have to make sure that we're listening.
So everybody, this has been Jimmy Humphrey episode, uh, what episode was this? Oh yeah, 42. <laughs> God still speaks today. I hope you've enjoyed it. If you have, reach out to me, jimmy at jimmystable.com. I would love to hear from you. Um, I would also uh, like to promote um, my website, jimmystable.com for you. Uh, oh, by the way, my wife and I, we started a cooking channel on YouTube. <laughs> Uh, and I made some burgers recently and demonstrated how to do that. So if you go to jimmystable.com slash food, um, you will find a link to our YouTube channel, which is called Jimmy and Megan's Kitchen. You can also look that up where uh, we have a video called Make a Better Burger. Uh, I think I'll link to it in the show notes uh, when this is all said and done so you don't have to necessarily go back to the jimmystable.com slash food page. Um, but anyway, hope you've enjoyed this. Let me know what you think. I'm on Facebook. I'm on Twitter. Again, Jimmy at jimmystable.com. Let me know. Do you think God still speaks to us today? Do you think you have heard God's voice? Or do you think all of this is just a little crazy? <laughs> so anyway, everybody, take care. God bless. And uh, look forward to uh, meeting again with you soon. Air smudge. And now, a random moment from ADD Masterminds. I went through a phase in eighth grade, uh, but generally I was a nerdy kid. But I did go through a little phase of class clown. But um, I went through a phase of being a teacher, and um, <laughs> I did too. <laughs> it's an early early career choice, and I, I decided there was if there was going to be any class clown, it was going to be me. Find ADD Masterminds on Twitter, Facebook, and Anchor FM.